Patrick Elias with 2.32 left in the third. And the Devils have taken a 2-1 lead. Here's Grossman with a wrist shot and Bodor snatches it out of midair. Here's 88. Lindros makes the move. And Lindros is powered down to the ice by Scott Stevens. What is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Trey Matthews. It's Tuesday, everybody, which means you are starting to get back into the swing of things after a rough Monday. Anyway, if you hadn't checked out yesterday's episode, basically, I broke down an interview with Marty Brodeur, who was not only a great goalie for this Devils team, but he is a great executive businessman. And he basically spoke about the hiring of Lindy Ruff and he gave his personal perspective of it. I must say I was a little disappointed in his answers. I felt like they were poorly worded and he could have rephrased things differently. And basically you heard my insight question by question in that interview. But anyway, I want to switch the subject away from Lindy Ruff because he wasn't the only splash signing Well, I wouldn't say splash signing. Let's just say he wasn't the only signing for the New Jersey Devils. As you know, they officially hired Tom Fitzgerald to be their full-time GM. They removed the interim tag off of his resume. And so he is now in charge of running everything for the Devils, aside from the owner. Now, to give you guys some optimism and hope, I like Tom Fitzgerald. I think he's a great GM, and I think he will be a great fit for this Devils organization. Let me put it to you this way. He is no dummy. He's been in this league for a while. He's a former NHL player. He's been in the front office position before. He won a Stanley Cup with the Pittsburgh Penguins as director of player development back in 2009. So he's been around for a while and he's been around this Devils organization for quite some time now. So I have the utmost faith that he can lead us to a better land. I can't say I agree with this Lindy Ruff decision. I know I've repeated myself episode after episode and episode and I know you guys are getting tired of it, but I just got to make it clear. But I feel like with the pieces he had, what he had to work with, I felt like he did a pretty good job and I'm excited to see what the future holds. So what we're going to do is we're going to look at his one-on-one interview because you guys seem to like it when I get these one-on-one interviews and I break it down and I give you guys my personal opinion. I've been getting a lot of positive feedback. So let's stick to it for a minute. So I will get his one-on-one interview with Amanda Stein, break that down, and I will give you guys my personal insight and see what the future holds for this Devils organization with him running the show. So I'm going to obtain the interview and let's give it a listen. I'm Amanda Stein and I am pleased to be joined by general manager of the New Jersey Devils, Tom Fitzgerald. Tom, how does it feel to finally hear that interim tag removed and you are the general manager of the club? Well, hi, Amanda. I'm glad uh, glad we're talking here and, and different uh, with different lenses, a uh, different title. And um, I, I'm extremely excited about it. Um, has my job changed from Thursday to Friday? No, I got a lot more text messages and emails, I can tell you. Um, but there's still there's still a checklist of things I need to do um, today, later today, through the weekend, um, continue to work. So my, my job duties haven't haven't changed. Um, the title has, uh, like I said, I've, I've always tried to act like the general manager because that was advice I got from other people in the industry that I, I sincerely respect. Um, and nobody's ever treated me anything any different. No one ever treated me like an intern GM. Um, and as one gentleman has said to me last night, congratulations, but at the end of the day, we're all intern GMs. Um, <laughs> so, so, uh, but it's, it's, it's an exciting time. You know, I don't, I don't want to say I, 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 I've been pushing for this my whole life and my goal, that wasn't it at all. I, I after my post playing 
I thought I thought coaching would be the thing, and then I realized when I was given the opportunity to to manage people, um, whether it's through development or do some contracts, and and then I went back behind the I went behind the bench, and then I realized I want to be on this side of the the the, the, the street, you know, um, and that's when it started. So it's uh, it's been great. I'm, I'm I'm happy. I'm proud, and I'm excited about working and staying with the Devils. To be quite frank. <laughs> Okay, this might be a little harsh, but I just got to say this. He's not the most articulate person in the world. He's not like Marty or Lindy were in their interviews. But you know what? That's not what I'm trying to break down. I'm trying to break down his answers. And I kind of like him already. I still believe that he's relieved and a little bit numb that he's now the GM full time. But you know what? He brought up a good point in his interview, which is everyone's an interim GM. Like if he wasn't doing a good job as interim GM, there's no way the Devils would have hired him or kept him. There's just no way. So he's absolutely right. Every GM in the league is an interim GM because it no one's job is guaranteed. No one has 100% job security. If you're not doing a great job, whether you're on a rebuilding team or a contender, you're going to be kicked to the curb. So uh, the Devils have the utmost trust in him that he's the right one for them. And we he talked about how he's been working and how his day-to-day life hasn't really changed and how he already has some of the respect from the other GMs in the league because they saw what he did, what he works as. So, And like I said, he has a Stanley Cup championship under his belt in that executive position. So he knows what it takes to win. He knows what it takes to get to that level of contention. So that's why I have the utmost trust in him and I'm excited to see what he holds and let's keep listening in. He also talked about how he wanted to be a coach, but he had a change of heart because he just felt like he could contribute and do more for a team as their GM. So I believe he did make the right choice. I trust in his decision making. I trust in his business decision making. However, being a coach and being a GM, your job security is pretty much the same, which is it's not guaranteed and you could be kicked to the curb anytime. So and like I said, in yesterday's episode, I like how Marty became a front office exec and he used to be a former player and actually a pretty good one and Fitzgerald also used to be a player and he brings that perspective to the table of being a GM so he knows what players want what players need what development is like and also just all the other experiences he has I think he fits the entire package like he says so I trust him and you know what I think everyone around the league sees that he's a person be reckoned with you mentioned you know being behind the bench and you've really had quite a few I guess 12 months it is maybe a little 10 months where you've gone through a lot of transition you were behind the bench then now you're the team general manager how did that um, perspective of being behind the bench for those games that you were can help you in this next sort of situation where you're guiding this franchise well, to be honest, when I became the manager, the first thing I thought of doing was signing myself to a player contract. So I would touch everything, coaching, managing, and playing. Um, but no, in all seriousness, I think the uh, the perspective I, I was given to, to go or asked to go behind the bench and, and being around our players and how they work and our coaching staff and messaging um, can only help me as the manager. Um, and... and, and, and when you get down to it, you know, the reality is uh, I'm an ex-hockey player that uh, believes in tactics, believes in culture, um, and now I'm managing. And I, I kind of look at it the same way. You just you, – you you have your checkpoints and you, you, you compartmentalize certain things when different than coaching. You can't do everything at once. You can't talk to 20 players in one day. Um, 
So how do you go about the process? You know, that's the biggest thing that I've, I've learned through this is, you know, managing and, and, and controlling the process. Um, but definitely being behind the bench can only help me because I know exactly what those coaches go through every day, what they put in for preparation, um, and obviously what the players uh, go through and how they think. You know, they Lindy said it multiple times yesterday. Um, you, you ask them to do something, they have no problem doing it. They want to know why. Yeah. And why. And, you know, being able to, to, to help them understand the why is, is as important as – uh, asking to do something. <laughs> all right, all right. Tommy's got jokes. I like that. I, I don't think that's legal to become the general manager and sign yourself, especially. I think you have to sign some papers if you retire. But, anyways, yeah, any team needs a culture. That's what every team, organization, whatever the case might be. If you don't have a set culture, a set beliefs, then you're not going to be successful. So that's what you need to establish. And that's what I like about Tom Fitzgerald is that he's been around so long that he knows what cultures, what needs to be established for a team in order to be successful. And he's been through a lot. So he's able to, as he stated in this interview, when he was answering this specific question, he's able to answer the why, why, why to a player because he's been in their skates before. So he understands that you can't talk to a a whole group of players in one day it's a slow grind to get what you need to get out of them it takes certain tactics it takes certain technique it takes certain sociable skills so and that's what I like about him so far is that he's not deluded he knows the process he knows the steps he sees it from the perspective of a coach he sees it from the perspective of a player and now he sees it from the perspective of a GM and I think that's what every team needs in order to be successful while not having the most experience it should be worth mentioning that Fitzgerald was indeed one of the coaches for the U.S. national team in the Deutschland Cup 2010 and they got second place so you know he has some experience behind the bench as a coach so it's not the longest experience but it's better than nothing at least he sees it from a perspective of a coach even in that brief time. Before I play Amanda's question, I must say this is the million dollar question. This is what it's all led up to. We've heard from Ruff. We've heard from Brodor. Now we hear it from the man who actually made the hire. Not a guy who had a say in it, but the guy who made the hire. This was his first major hiring. So let's see. Amanda, take it away. You brought up Lindy Ruff, your first major move in bringing in a head coach for this team. What was the selling point for you saying this is the guy that we need for our makeup of our team? Well, we, you know, the process started back in early March. Um, and I was fortunate to talk to a lot of great coaches and coaches that'll be coaching this league again. Um, and as the, as the group shrunk and with Elaine Nazardine being part of that, that group right to the end, um, it just was evident to me, the personality that Lindy has is infectious. Um, the passion that he has is contagious and the, the, the presence that he has is obvious. Um, and that's not even to talk about his experience and what he's done as a coach and where he's at in the all-time coaching uh, world. Uh, right behind my ex-coach, Al Arbor, who I thought was the greatest coach there ever was. And I, no one can tell me anything different. But again, I'm biased. I played for five years. So to see Lindy Ruff's name right behind Al Arbor, that, that speaks volumes to me. Um, but I think the, the, the biggest thing for me was – as the process continued to shrink, he continued to grow and stood out from the others in one way. I just felt 
this was a guy that understood the word uh, relationship and understood that seeing you know eye to eye with the manager was was important. Someone who could push me um, to to improve and, and vice versa who wanted to be pushed. Um, but at the end of the day, relationships aren't good enough for me. I wanted a partner, and partnerships is something that I was I was I set out to to find and that's that was the nail in the coffin for me knowing that this guy could be my partner and we can we can grow together he can help me grow and i can help him and and we're going to grow this franchise back to where it should be as a stanley cup contending team um and what's that time frame i'm not really sure right now um but we will be competitive and and that's that's the that's the first step is putting a competitive fast relentless type hockey team that our fan base can be proud of all right. Not not the best answer in the world. I know it was a lengthy answer, so you know he was passionate about it. But uh, I guess looking for a partner, I guess trying to lead this team. So you basically, this is good news for the New Jersey Devils organization because you see what Fitzy is announcing, which is he says the team will be competitive. They're trying to get back into the playoffs. They're trying to get to a Stanley Cup Finals. But realistically, that's not going to happen anytime soon. But you do like the passion and also determination. But let's let's face it. Let's face the music. Let's be real. Let's just be 100 for a second. I don't think this team is going to be competitive next year. At least not next year. I'd say in the next couple years we could be something special. Like I said, I feel like we have a lot of potential. But we're not going to be competitive anytime soon. Not unless we make some major splashes. We have the cap space for it. But we got to be smarter than what we've been doing the last couple of years. So... Another thing that Fitzgerald was saying in his interview was the passion and just the overall presence that Ruff presents. And that's the second time in a row that I've heard saying that Ruff has a good personality and that it fits New Jersey Devils. I heard Brodeur talking about it in last night's episode, and now I'm talking about Fitzgerald saying it now. And quite honestly, I was a little hard on Marty yesterday about how the attitude is this or that and this and that and a third and how I basically was just critiquing him about it. But honestly, if I'm hearing it twice in a row, maybe there's something behind the scenes that they saw that me as a fan, me as a reporter, me as whatever, just I just can't see because I'm just not in their perspective. So when Fitzgerald was talking about it in his answer, talking about how he was looking for a partner and also just something more, then I guess I guess then there's something there that we're missing and that we just need to be open to. So I know I've been rough on, no pun intended, I know I've been rough on Lindy these past few episodes, but you know what? You got to be open for new opportunity, new change, and it's a new dawn it's a new day in new jersey so i guess the future is looking bright and i don't know we just got to see what happens so anyway all in all i'd say i was pretty satisfied with fitzgerald's answers towards amanda stein about in regards to how this team is going to be how we're shaped for the future what lindy ruff will bring to the table what he won't bring to the table but you know what i'm excited for this team i honestly am because we got to give this a shot and just see how it works because this could either go really well or really bad. There's no in-between. Well, I guess there is an in-between in sports, but y- you know what? We either want to be good or we want to be bad. Let's just put it that way. And the thing about uh, Tom Fitzgerald in that particular interview, he answered less questions than Marty and Lindy, but yet he gave more thorough answers and went into more detail as to what his thought process was at the time. He talked about the hiring process for Ruff and how it just... 
as the process went deeper and deeper and deeper and the list got shorter, shorter and shorter and how he did acknowledge that there were some good coaches who will be coaching in the NHL sooner or later once again. He talked about how he was just so happy with Lindy's answers, Lindy's past history, how it applied to his history as a player, as a general manager, and just I think that's what his mindset was. I think that's what ultimately led to Ruff getting the full-time position as head coach for the Devils and why the front office just believed that it was better to head in this certain direction versus what the fan base wanted and what me, myself, I wanted. So I will say this. I will admit this on Locked On Devils. After hearing what Tom Fitzgerald said and just hearing the overall trust he has in Lindy Ruff, I'll say this. I'll go easy on Lindy and just see how this turns out because I think it could be interesting. I think it could be fun or this could be disastrous. But either way, Tom said in the interview that he believes that Fitzgerald will be the longtime solution for this Devils organization. And he didn't really hint towards, you know, it would be a short term deal, this or that, because, you know, GMs can find a way to throw out those subtle hints or just say this was just the best option. But either way, he, he thinks that Ruff can help put our organization forward and just keep improving day in and day out. By Lindsay, they are rushing the puck well. Mellaby drops it off and heads to the net. Centered back near side. In the middle. Shot score! Tom Fitzgerald! A beautiful backhand tip! And the Panthers take a 2-0 lead. Not Mellonby started it. He had Robert Svela up on the play. Svela missed on his. Mellonby got it back. Gave it to Tom Fitzgerald. Real nice backhand. I mean, against Florida now, you got to have your head on a swivel. There is the pass to Robert Svela, who really made this thing happen because he kept the Penguins backing up by joining the rush. Went back over to the side to Scott Mellonby, and nobody picked up Tommy Fitzgerald. You know what? That's Fitzgerald's first goal in the playoffs, isn't it, Gary? That is number one for Fitzgerald. So you've had two players here. One who is. Yep, that's our new GM, everybody. Tom Fitzgerald. What a guy. What a career. Former player, former Stanley Cup champion in a front office position. And now, after being in the Devils organization for so long, he is now our new GM, and now he is running everything. You heard his answers. I liked what I heard in this interview for once. So, you know what? I'm excited. And that's about all the time I have for you today. Thank you for tuning into this episode. I hope to hear you guys tomorrow and in future episodes. Continue to stay safe and have a great day, New Jersey.